Hey, it's Anthony Meisner. And this is Jim Marion. We're going to bring you a national update here on Front Range Facts. So the big question in everyone's mind is, are mortgage rates going to continue to increase? What is the ceiling essentially on all this Fed action and where is it headed from here? So we're going to try to attempt to address some of that today. I think one of the biggest things to look at is just where have 30-year fixed rates gone this year so far and where are they at now? Uh, quite a bit higher, right, Anthony? I mean, look at <laughs> well, that increase. Well, we're over double. Yes. And if you follow this trajectory, I mean, it would be like Bitcoin to the moon, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't let's think that's not, the let's case, not, right? Let's not discuss that. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you check in the next slide, then, you know, the one thing that's kind of interesting is, is that it is the biggest uh, year-to-date increase in rates in over 50 years. So it's gone up, you know, over double, as Anthony was saying. Um, and so obviously this is having a huge impact and, you know, kind of a sticker shock to the market. And historically, whenever we see um, large jumps in either interest rates, like we saw in 2018, where it went up to five briefly, or when you see other shocks to the system, like you know the COVID shutdown, well, you, you see a, a period of time, about a three-month period of time, where people really do kind of freak out and pull back and just do a wait-and-see approach. Um, so that's not too surprising to see what we've been seeing. Well, look here. This is some mortgage rate projections. This is awesome. This is the first time we've seen some really good news going into 2023. And this really shows kind of the amortized look at all of the major people that kind of predict these things yeah. for the housing market. And it does show that steady declines in interest rates are pretty bound to happen next year, all the way through fourth quarter, right? Yeah. We could get into the fives. That would be brilliant. It's been kind of, this is in line with what Anthony and I have been saying, that if it follows the pattern of like the last seven recessions, there will be rate drops that happen, you know, uh, you know roughly 12 to 18 months after the recession begins. Um, so, but we, you know, we had some good news too, right, Anthony, that has popped up recently. We did have some good news. Core CPI actually fell, uh, remarkably farther than normal. This and is a big news. Yeah. This is a really big deal because the markets didn't expect this. So good news in the markets results in fantastic news for home buyers. 0.6% interest rate drop overnight, right? Yeah, yeah. This is brilliant because this brought a lot of confidence to the markets. And now the homeowners are actually well below 7% at the rate. Yeah, I mean, you know, like basically the markets had, had assumed that there'd be a higher consumer price index, which is a measure of economic um, inflation. And they had it then come in quite a bit lower than what was expected. So we saw the stock market rally quite a bit at the end of the day yesterday, um, you know, which was November 10th. And then also here, the biggest one day drop in interest rates since time began. So a uh, huge, huge ability to now uh, jump into the market this weekend and get under contract and save yourself a pretty decent chunk of change. Yeah, and I don't think it'll sit here forever, right? We'll probably see this bounce back up a little bit before mm -hmm. it trends down next year. Yeah. So this is a really good time to try to go shopping and get your rate locked. This is the weekend, people. This is it. All right, so is there a recession around the corner? This is the real question everyone's been asking. I keep saying that we're almost there or we should be there, but there's a lot of factors that are very different this time around than most, right? Yeah. Number one, yes, we have declining growth, right? Mm -hmm. two, two straight quarters was like the traditional view of it. So in that case we would be considered in a recession. But the problem is we have these amazing numbers in employment, right? Our unemployment numbers are as low as they've ever been before. But if you looked at the beginning of the year in January, people said 18% of economists surveyed said that there, we, would, we were headed into a recession. Now 63% in October have said yeah. the same thing. So 
remarkably higher and most people are assuming that now but just- I, I think and i think you know anthony and i have you know stated for the last few months real estate has been in a recession essentially since rates really jumped up yeah it really rate. has and that being said let's talk about what happens in a recession with rates so as well, prices, home, yeah. well as as home prices change during recession so in the last recession we saw a six percent increase in home prices even though we were in an economic recession. Yeah. 2008 is really the only anomaly. 2008 was caused by the real estate market. So that being said, <laughs> don't expect yeah. prices to really drop for a recession most of the time. And considering the fact that even though 63% of economists now are projecting a recession, it's it's going to happen. And when it does, um, most people do project it's going to be more of a mild recession, uh, just to kind of correct some of the extravagances we saw with all the printing of money that occurred during COVID. Absolutely. Now, here is an interesting one. What are home prices going to do over 2023? You know, we were just talking beforehand and a month ago, these were all much, much higher. People expected three, four, five percent increases across the board from these groups. Mm-hmm. Zellman has come out and said there's a major supply excess yeah, in the United States. Kind of contrary to which what the data shows. Contrary to what we believe, contrary to what the data says. But that's really pushing this forecast and I think everybody else is sort of listening into some of this. Yeah, you know, and the thing that's kind of tricky, I think, about, you know, looking at a graph like this, too, is what's the line where these prices are considered dropping? Is it considered like, you right. know, the uh, May peak, you know, kind of time frame of 2022 and price drop off of that? Or is it looking at the beginning of where prices were at the beginning of 2022, for example, because certainly in any time of high inflation prices, at some point, it's going to start to go back down. That's what happens with everything. So, you know, of course, there's going to be some, some you know, uh, hit off of the peak that occurred in the May to July period of time. So I don't really take this with too much, you know, credence that's really going to affect anybody's bottom line. And I think most of the price drops already happened. I think so, too. Yeah. I think we've, you know, we've been chasing prices down for the last six months or so, and we're nowhere near where we were last year. So we just lost a lot of that, you know, springtime. Between now and the end of the year, it's still going to be some, you know, iffiness of price. But around, you know, mid mid to late January, it's all kind of back, I think, to steady prices. All right. So what's this one mean, Jim? So, um, you know, a recession doesn't necessarily mean prices are going to go drop it in homes, but it always means that mortgage rates are going to happen then um, uh, with a price decrease. So as you can see with all these last recessions, you know, you had in 1980 high interest rates. They went down four and a quarter percent. That's, you know, uh, higher than we were at before. 1981, same kind of thing, five percent. But, you know, to see like a two and a quarter percent drop off the highest point in 1991, I think we're you know probably going to expect to see something like that over the next two years. I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, this is a good sign for all of our home buyers and getting back out in the marketplace and for sellers. Right. Because right now, as we're kind of seeing that shift, things are changing. But here's the real thing. Right. Look at this. The average days on market. So this is active to under contract across the nation. Last year we were at 17. It really plateaued off for most of the year. It was just, you know, I mean, it was very, very fast. And then 2022 happens and it gets more extreme than last year, right? So when we talk about that COVID real estate market, you know, we kind of trended down and trended down. Things got faster and faster. And here we are trying to gradually, you know, come back out of this hyper fast market with ultra low inventory and we're still moving remarkably quick and way faster than we have any time before yeah pre-pandemic the market is still moving at quite a fast clip and that's one of the things that i think is that light at the end of the tunnel if you're talking to sellers or if you're trying to sell your house just understand that it's all about pricing it right 
And if a price is right, it will sell quickly. Absolutely. Now, here's the other issue is nationally, this is kind of pendings by region. So we kind of look at this as U.S. as a whole 31% decrease in home pendings. Mm -hmm. The anomaly being the last couple of years where people shifted around a lot, we're kind of settling into a little bit more of a new norm made a little bit more extreme by these interest rates, right? Yeah. But the West is really kind of leading the pack with a reduction in, in buyers, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the West had jumped up in price quite a bit. It already was yep. a more expensive place to live. Any coast kind of you know, living uh, usually is more expensive. So, you know, what is what is challenging about this is, of course, pendings then equal closings at some point in time. So to see it down by this much, obviously future closings are going to have a pretty massive impact uh, for the next couple months. Absolutely. Now, here's the other thing. We're talking about going into a real fall market, right? This is the first true fall market that we've really seen in, oh, I would say at least five to eight years. Um, but that means that inventory is going to reduce right now. Month over month, there's a change in inventory, but it doesn't really appear that way from a national level, right? If you can look at most of the states out there, they're still having a little bit of inventory rising because of the rate environment, because of what's going on. But the West, just like we were talking about with showings, I think people are pulling back yeah, a little bit, right? They're you know, taking they stuff off the market. They don't have to sell. They have a lot of equity Tons because of they've equity. had so much price appreciation. So you should see this change uh, for the, over the next couple of months where we should see a reduction in inventory because in a true fall market, people start to take things off the yeah. market. They don't sell during the holidays. They, yeah. they don't have to. It's kind of a pain, right? So make that friction in a different time of year. Yeah, and, but you know, this is also the resiliency, you know, of the market now that's starting to show its head, right? Where the fact is, is that we're not having this 2008 flood of inventory hit the market, which is drastically dropping down everyone's price. There's some built-in resiliency we're starting to notice, you know, with this very minimal change in inventory levels. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about resiliency. Here's total number of home sales compared to last year. You can see that, you know, July took a pretty big hit. And as we kind of head down the road of the fall, you're going to start to see a traditional fall changes, mm -hmm. right? So you're going to see a, quite a bit of drop-offs in number of sales because of that, because we really have been in a very big kind of plateaued market for a long time. If there was inventory available, people just kept buying and changing yeah. and all that. So, you know, the resiliency in the market will show its head for sure. But where are we going to see it, right? I think we're going to see it here in the inventory levels. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's going to be, you know, just, uh, you know, if you look at the fact that even before the interest rates are going up, we had very serious inventory issues. And that's going to continue because 92% of homeowners out there have a 5% or less interest rate. So it's not yeah, going right. to cause any major shifts in inventory um, over the next 12 to 24 months. Fair enough. Now, and, yeah, it, you know, at the end of September, you know, prices were still up 41%, you know, compared to the pre-pandemic level. So talk about, you know, the resiliency of the average homeowner, you know, borrowers who bought their home before the pandemic collectively of $5 trillion more than they did before the pandemic hit. It translates to an equity gain of $92,000 per borrower than across the nation. Yes, across the nation. So think about like yeah. the gains in the West or other, some other places like Florida. So it's fantastic resiliency built in this market that people now have a cushion of cash they, they could tip, dip into rather than, you know, sell their home if they need to. So let's talk a little bit about foreclosure activity and why that also builds into this resilience in the market. Last time we had a big recession, the Great Recession, in fact, <laughs> we had a lot so of foreclosures great. on it the market. So great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so here we are trending down every single year. We have less and less foreclosure activity because we've had so much market appreciation, right? So people can get out of a home. They don't have to file for bankruptcy. They don't have to go into foreclosure. And that is a really good sign. 
Now, there's a big part of this, and we'll bounce back and forth here for a second because Jim has some really good points on this one. Yeah, but, so oh, sorry. You no, go ahead. Point, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to step on your toes there. Um, no, you know what's what's interesting is if you take the share of borrowers who have uh, you know borrowed more basically than their home is worth, it's 0.85 percent of all homeowners out there, and there's 53 million of those homeowners. And then if you look at the 2.75 percent of those 53 million who have less than 10 percent equity. Well, you add both of those together, and that's about 3.6%. Now, if half of them ended up going into foreclosure, for example, then you'd be at about 2016 levels for foreclosure activity, which you know right. was 933,000. It's not- A little bit less than a million. Yeah. And honestly, look, blue is good, right? Right, yeah. Their blue bars blue, mean it's a healthy market. Blue is good, Anthony, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. either way- I'm no graph expert, said. but I think blue is good. <laughs> But either way, there's a lot of resiliency in the market and there's no way half of these people ever go into foreclosure, right? No. It's just not going to happen. No. No. So that being said, I think the resilience of this market is absolutely there to stay. And, and to dispute kind of some prognosticators who are saying there's too much inventory. Well, you know, this this, you know, slide from the New York Times created by data from uh, NAR, I think is pretty fascinating because we've grown 40 percent <laughs> in the U.S. population since 1982. And yet look at the number of homes that are selling in August 2022, we're at 1.1 million homes for sale. So these are homes for sale. And we right. peaked in 2007 at 3.4 million, but we broke that several times in the 80s. So we don't have inventory, so we don't have a lot of downward pressure on prices. So it's going to continue to keep a very robust, expensive market as a home buyer. Absolutely. Now, Thank you for joining us today. This is our national update. We're going to break these up for you so you get to see even more of our shining faces. I'm Anthony with Land Title. You can always get me at 303-968-9868 or Meisner at ltgc.com. And I'm Jim Murray, and I'm a realtor here at Coldwell Banker in Colorado. And my phone number is 303-548-0243. Or you can shoot me an email at jim at ourcoloradohomes.com. And we will be uh, bringing you the rest of the month uh, segment on our state uh, level data next and then our local data after that don't forget you can reach out to us at the show at frontrangefacts at gmail.com if you want our slide deck or you can always check out our other podcast get real with blockchain and you're find podcast. have a good one folks thanks Anthony.